August 23, 2017. It's a Watt from Pedro Show.
for Pedro show in Pedro brother Matt now at his mos pad recovering from uh, hip surgery hip replacement surgery uh, he's using a walker it's hard to get around so for first time ever I'm using FaceTime instead of Skype because Joe Berardi's little uh, smart leash uh, and his band mates in the double knot spy car in fact we just heard prelude to a murmuration right after a live version of John Coltrane and his quartet doing Nature Boy. Joe, did you have yes. music in the uh, in your family? Did people play? Yeah, actually, my uh, father was a trumpet player. Ah, okay. Yeah. Did and, he play uh, at the house? Did he do, do it for fun? Or? No, he he was a professional musician. The thing is oh, that... Oh, great. He he died when I was just a baby, so I didn't grow up with him. Okay, being present. No, but, but the DNA was, um, was there. The DNA was there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, I always was told all the stories about him. And he used to play in big bands in the. Uh, he uh, we we lived in New York. I was born in New York, so he was a, you know, like a trumpet man in in the forties and fifties, big band era. Played with um, all those. Uh, you know, like any good men and all those, all those hot shot. Backing people. up the clarinet player, the licorice stick. Um, well, he, yeah, I guess. I mean, it was, so, it was, so when did you get into uh, drums? Drums? Well, I, I started on guitar when I was about 12 years old. <clears throat> and because uh, I just was really into music, loved listening to music. So it was pretty natural thing that I would be involved in something. I started on guitar and then um, played for maybe a year or so. And uh, but I had an interest in drums. I had drumsticks. Used to bang around on um, just on you know pots and pans and that kind of thing. And my next door neighbor had a uh, a drum set, and I went over there and I had never played a drum set, but I found that I could play drums better just sitting down than I was doing on guitar. So, so I traded him. And uh, that you traded, was it. You traded instruments. What was his name? His name was Rocky. Hey, Rocky, thank you very much for making that trade. Yeah, thank you, Rocky, <laughs> wherever you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, did so, you yeah, play, Joe? Did you play in school? Um, no, not like a not in a school band. I I had my own you know, little teenage rock band, but but I was not in the school band. I, I didn't. You know, I didn't have any sort of real training i just self-taught you know no it's okay i'm just curious sometimes yeah because you yeah, know yeah. a lot of schools have gotten rid of music i know and it's one of the reasons you know for example flea started that silver lake conservatory he went back yeah, to his high school and they found out there was no more music program yeah it's definitely but I, you know way down. one reason why i like to talk about 
people's music journeys is because there's means different ways. No two ways are the same. Exactly. Do you yeah. remember the first gig you ever played, Joe? Um, I do, pretty much. Yeah, we we had our little um, teenage band, and um, we got hired to play uh, this girl from our you know our class. We got hired to play a party, a poolside party. This was in Florida, where I grew up. What part? Uh, what part? Uh, Daytona Beach. Okay. Yeah. East side. Exactly. Yeah. Central Florida. I I ninety five. I've been. <laughs> yeah, or, or or whatever it's called, uh, Highway One A One or something. U.S. Uh, oh, A One A One A is the, that's what it is. A One A. I'm sorry. A One A is like the PCH of Florida. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Very and nine five is uh, is like the uh, five freeway. The I five. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except it's a little more on the coast, not straight down the middle. Yeah, it is. It, it runs up right up. The Which coast. is you know what's just trippy. The one that goes down the middle, I seventy five. Damn, if it doesn't go all the way to Detroit. <clears throat> all the way from the... Yeah, because Scotty used to... You know, he lived in Sarasota, so he when he'd go back to Michigan, he'd use I-75 and go all the way. Oh, wow. Uh, so how was that first gig? Was it a pants shitter? Well, <laughs> well it was great, actually. I mean, you know, I'm sure it sound, we sounded horrible, but... But were you scared? Yeah, a okay. little bit, yeah. A little bit scared. You oh, know, you know what but, I forgot to ask you? What was the first record you bought? First record I bought? Um, like, with my own money kind of thing, right? Yeah, that somebody didn't pick for you. Yeah, because the Cowboy songs was a gift. I think it was uh, a Rolling Stones collection, that Big Hits. Um, Face Cookies. High Tide and Green Grass. Oh, that that's my one, that one. Yeah, they had a few of them. In the U.S., there was a few anthologies. Yeah, yeah. That was the first, I think it was the first real record I bought. And then I quickly got um, Bob Dylan, Highway 61. Uh, and that was, you know, I wore that out. <laughs> Even though there ain't a lot of, there's some drums on there. Uh, yeah, there's drums. Well, that, there's drums on that whole thing. He had gone. Yeah, I, I'm thinking more of bringing it back home and another yeah. side. Yeah, there's drums on the whole thing. Yeah, there but is. I mean, um, yeah, I just, um, yeah, kind of pretty normal stuff for for a kid growing up in the '60s, you know. Normal. I hate that word. Can we move on to Paul? Absolutely. Okay, Paul. What's your earliest musical memory? Well, uh, a pretty uh, influential one was watching my Ke my cousin Kevin play. Hey, uh, Mike. Yeah, I'm listening. Do you, have, do you have speakers on? Yeah, of course. Can you turn those off? No, because I got to record your fucking voice for the show. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Look, I do this all the time. This is, this is, I do okay. this all the time. There's a problem with bandwidth. That's the problem. Okay, no problem. Plus, I think this FaceTime has some kind of like cancellation stuff where they're trying to make clear calls, but it ends up muting half your fucking syllables. Okay. All right, I just, I'm hearing the sound of my own voice, which I Yeah, despise, well, that happens because you're probably hitting it too hard. Maybe okay. back up or turn down okay. the gain. Oh, here's what I'll do. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, okay, so big influence on me was watching my cousin Kevin in Bakersfield. He was kind of a hard-ass redneck farmer, but he did know how to play Bow to the Green Beret on guitar. And 
that was just like magic to me. So uh, made me want to play guitar. And and I did. I I got good training playing trombone at a elementary school when back when California again did have. Now let's go, let's go back to your first music memory. So you had music in the house. Not a whole lot. I, I come from what you would call an anti-musical family. I well, mean, who was we this had guy, about who was this guy playing guitar? He was in your family, right? He was your brother? No. Um, oh, he's just a buddy. Okay. Just my cousin in Bakersfield. Well, and, he's, know, kind I, of, he's kind of family. So what, yeah, like, he's totally, oh yeah, we were pretty tight. But yeah, I, I'd see him play once a year when we, you know, stayed on the ranch. Okay, so yeah, this wasn't really in your pad. It's when you came visit. Okay, so... Back at home, did you have any music in the pad? Not really. Um, I mean, like somebody play records. Orchestra. I mean, there might have been listeners, right? Maybe not. Yeah, music well, yeah. Makers. We had Glenn Campbell, Wichita Lineman, and um, Fiddler on the Roof. We we literally owned about eleven records, and that's all. My parents were just not musical in any way. So well, a little bit because they're a little songs. bit. Not yeah. Probably KHJ was the big influence when I finally started really listening to music a lot. KHJ Radio, AM Radio? KHJ yeah, 93, 93. I yeah. remember when I came to California. Yeah. Oh, it was, that huge. was huge. A, it was... a real Don Steele, Charlie Tuna, people like that. Yep. And... Uh, okay. So, so you said something about trombone and shit. So how'd that happen? Because of school? Yeah, our, our elementary school out in Ventura County, the town of 600 people had a full-on school orchestra with a real music teacher. And uh, yeah, I was deeply in the trombone. Did you play in the marching band? Not marching, but we had an orchestra. Okay. Um, so I heard bones we were, were kind of good for marching band because they had big mouthpieces. Oh, yeah. They're loud as hell, too. Well, the thing when you're marching the, with the trumpet, and especially the French horn, I heard there's so little of mouthpieces that it was really fucking hard. Oh, yeah. I, I see that. Yeah, I don't know. This is what I hear. You know, This is one of the reasons I do the show, so I can learn about this shit. Yeah, so, the trombone mouthpieces. Uh, did you play... Uh, because you, you don't end up a horn man. Uh, no, I, I did resurrect it. I was in a funk band in the 80s for a while playing rudimentary parts. But yeah, I, I started on guitar when I was uh, 17, my okay. senior year of high school. So do you remember maybe first gig? Oh, yeah. It was at the Kirkhoff uh, Coffee House at UCLA. UCLA. I played that yeah. coffee house with D. Boone. I'll bet you have. Yeah, I think a couple times. Some funny stories about that. But that was your first gig, huh? First gig. I've been playing guitar about six months. <laughs> what was it, like an open mic thing? No, we actually had a gig. I had a oh, folk okay. duo with a far more advanced guitar player. who, uh, And we, we went on. The, we, we played Europe. We were in Europe for six months and turned into quite the musical adventure. But he was definitely my guru when I first started What's playing. his name? we got to give him credit. His name's Greg Gold, and he teaches psychology up at Humboldt State or Arcata. Thank you, and, brother Greg. Uh, still the, probably the best bluegrass guitar player I've ever played with. He was quite advanced. He's probably even getting better. I hope so. If you keep playing, you don't get worse. Okay, let's move on to Mark. Mark, what's your oldest musical memory? Hey, Mike. Hey. I'm giving you time to think. What'd you say? Earliest musical memory, please. Definitely my my mom playing piano. Ah, so you had music in the house. You had music makers in the house. Just my mom. Well, that's okay. Ma's, yeah. Ma's count. 
Yep. Uh, and you had a piano. What was it? A yep. Stand up or a grand or what? It was an upright. I had a, you know, a regular full size upright for a long time, and then when I was about ten. Uh, they bought me a, a, a spinet, which I still have. Okay, so th- I was going to ask you that. Did they want you, your mom want you to, since she played, she wanted you to play. That's the way D. Boom was with guitar. She played guitar, so she wanted her son to play guitar. So it was his. Yeah, she, she wasn't super serious about it. She had a nice feel and came from, you know, that whole side of the family was musical. And sure. There were some professionals and. So I just started playing pretty young. You know? uh, did you have lessons? I sure did for about okay. nine years. But was the teacher Belidge? The it was, it was classical and a really awesome teacher. She was an Armenian woman who had two big pianos in her living room. It was, it was great. Oh, so it wasn't Belidge. I mean, you liked it because a lot of people had bad experiences with piano teachers I've had on the show. Of course, I didn't love practicing, but, you yeah. know. But you did it. Well, sometimes. I, I, I Look, I've had people on the show that have actually quit music because they had such horrible piano uh, early experiences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe knows one, Motoka Honda. Motoka Honda? She gave up piano because of uh, Lane. Uh, she rediscovered it through uh, Leo Wada Smith, right? The trumpet man from uh, uh, Cal Arts, Avant Garde. She oh, had, she had yeah, such yeah. a bad experience with this classical and uh, this discipline and, and, and kind of brown shirt stuff, you know, that it, it made her yeah. sick. <laughs> and she came to love music again, again through the avant-garde. I thought that was an incredible t- a story. Yeah, she went to, to Cal Arts and studied with Leo Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that opened her up. Yeah, yeah, right. And so, but you you had a great teacher that encouraged you. Okay. Yeah, she was brilliant. Oh, she. Do you remember her name? Yeah, Louise Meacham. Okay. Thank you, Miss Louise. Yep. And so, uh, now, you didn't stay on piano. Well, basically, I was in a sort of a rock and roll thing in high school for a second. Ah, so you played guitar. No, yeah. No, I played piano. and I. Oh, you played piano in a rock and roll? Yeah. I borrowed the fence from... Yeah, that was really stupid of me. Paul, that was stupid of me because actually first rock and roll is piano music. Guitar came later. So yeah, well, I couldn't play anything that good on piano, but I uh No, but I just to set the record to just bass. a record just to set the record straight. Rock and roll is piano music. I, yeah. It's gotten distorted. Uh maybe guitars are easier to carry around and they're more econo, but <laughs> it is piano music. I, I forgot to ask you, um, first record you bought? That I bought myself was Black Sabbath, Master of Reality. Oh, wow, that was a good one. The third one. Yep. I saw that tour. That was a trip. I don't know why it was that record. It just It's I black guess it and was purple, like a, right? Yep. I think there was an older kid that, that had it, or I heard it, you know. Did you guys have this scene where people would paint the bedroom black and use ultraviolet lamps and posters yeah he was one of those guys yeah <laughs> See, the guy who turned me on to black Sabbath was the same way his name was Raymond yeah. Bernard he was cool people here at Park Western well that's torn down now but yeah they made their rooms like these trippy pads like we didn't know about clubs but we knew about dudes bedrooms yeah with, the, with those weird posters that 
That's right. Blue that glowed, yeah, yeah with the chip and the I don't know what else. Uh, do you remember your first gig? You did a rock and roll I gig. I do. Yeah, okay. yeah, playing piano in a kind of bogus rock band at the the Royal Room at Canoga Bowl, and I don't know how hell we could play there because it was a bar. Canoga Bowl. So you're in the valley. Yeah. At a bowling alley that also yep. had a bar. It's still there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know what? A lot of shit used to happen at bowling alleys. I was reading about the, uh, I don't know if you know about these uh, cats called Discordians, Greg Hill and Kerry Thornley, but yeah. they started one in, in Whittier. They started that whole movement in a bowling alley in Whittier. So, look, I want to play a song here from the new album. Okay, good. It's called uh, Margin. Marginal marginalia? Yep, mar yeah. Did you guys make that word up? Did we? <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know. We made that, a brand new word. Yeah, brand new word. But uh we're gonna we're gonna play it right now from the brand new album from uh double not oh. spy car. Thank you. 
Kambawa.
Watt for Pedro show started off with the mar- marginalia. Mar- margin- marginalia. 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 How do you guys say it? Marginalia. Marginalia. Okay. Double knot spy car from the new album. Moof. Um, I think the front of Vince Maroney's drum says foom. Boom, yeah. So, move, foom. You guys are kind of inverted. Foom Corp. Foom Corp. That's yeah. it. So, yeah. I know he's on the record, too, which is was yep. a great call by you guys. Then we had Mind Jail from Liars, brand new, out of Wales. Well, I, actually, London now. Got a Welsh dude in the band, though. Love theme from late. Uh, that's got a nephew Alex from Dirty Beaches, Lake Crossing. I think they're going to go on tour. Duo Decibel System, brand new. Spindle, Breakfast Cowboy with Toast Punk. Uh, yeah, I collaborated with some guy from Tokyo to make a tune called Kambawa, which means uh, good evening. Healers out of uh, Salk Valley, Illinois. Got uh, tagged by a car there uh, last tour. Got a big st- black streak, you know, because these mirrors nowadays are plastic, so it put a big streak on my boat, but like this song, Live to Tell. My fucking drummer man, Jer, he said, you know, because guy roared off down an off-ramp, he said, chase him. I said, fuck no. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> Let's live to tell. <laughs> yeah, finally, Double Knot Spycar with another new tune from the latest album, Moof, Loose Cannons, and Tight Quarters. We're at the end of the first hour of the August 23rd, 2017 edition of Watt Pedro Show. Special guests will be a fake time. Uh, Paul, Joe, and Mark. Hold tight for hour two. August 23rd, 2017. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Estamos aquí sumidos en la Santa Misa, reunión del pueblo de Dios, para participar y compartir la vida y misterio de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Como todos somos hermanos, debemos ayudarnos y darnos la mano. Por lo tanto, al final de la canción, Pasaremos por sus puestos y esperaremos por sus ofrendas. Soporte como obra de caridad. No se preocupen, serán conservadas en su mayor parte en el Banco del Espíritu Santo. Para ampliar nuestras operaciones, todo bajo la jurisdicción del Vaticano. República libre y soberana. Nuestro consejero papal de las finanzas estará encargado de tu dinero. Venderemos activos, compramos acciones a empresas dedicadas a la construcción de armamentos para todos esos países necesitados de bombas, tanques, rifles y preservativos. Créame, el negocio de las armas da dinero. También purificaremos el dinero endemoniado de la mafia italiana proveniente de los frutos de la droga y se lo devolveremos puramente limpio y legal. Si no, no va a parar, no va a parar, mi amigo. Si no, no. Si no, no. 
Ma che è questa cosa? Questo pezzo è una cover di Bugo. Dicono che assomiglia a lui, quindi alcuni pezzi potrebbero ricordare lui. Mi è sembrato giusto, onesto fare questo tributo a Bugo. Quindi cellulare scarico. Cellulare scarico. l'interno se lo faccio la gente dopo che mi rompe con gli ordini di mettere sul sito di
Well, after Pedro Show, we start off the second hour with brand new off of Moof, the new Double Knot Spy Car album, Man Without Steel. And we had Boris, their brand new record, Deer, with Down, Domination, Waiting Noise, uh, Revoluta, Roja with Demos Gracias, uh, Alexander Delarg. This stuff here is from uh, Puglia, part of Italy, like the, the top of the heel, if you look at it like a boot. Yellow. Or Giallo, I can't say. And uh, Super Freak, Always Late. Gamasio uh, Fulvio with Sayulare Scaricio. You're a living stone all over me, Arabia Sadar. And then finally, another new tune from Double Knot Spy Car, the Hesher Variation. Let, let's talk about how did Double Knot Spy Car come, up, come about, guys? Take it, Paul. Well, it was the mid-90s, and all of us were kind of between things. Uh, it started with three of the Bone Daddies. Uh, Mike oh, Tempo. I remember Bone Daddies. Yeah, yeah. Fezzes. Kind of it was a Fez band, band, right? band that should have dominated, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers stole all of our thunder, God bless them. But, um, yeah, it came out of three members of that band, me, Mike Tempo, and Rick Moores, and a guy named Bron Tiemann. And we just started jamming in the garage, and we were going to get a vocalist, but it was like, wow, this sounds pretty good as instrumental. So uh, it, I think it might have been the first instrumental band any of us had ever been in. So uh, that was the genesis of it. And then uh, Who named Marcus the replaced... Sorry? I mean, where was the, the name change from Bone Daddy to Double Not Spy Car? Well, there was an intermediate name, Pink Floyd the Barber. Okay. And, uh, which is riffing on the that stupid uh, Andy Griffith show, right? Hey, man, watch what you're saying there. That was <laughs> that was our Bible growing, and that was where we got our morality from. Me oh, really? Family. I don't know how many North Carolina towns you know of that has one black guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm like sorry. I'm was... sorry to f flush the punch bowl there. You know. I'm not saying it was a good moral guide, but it was our guide to proper living as as we knew it anyway anyway so this interim yeah it was to, the barber and um how'd joe get in the band <laughs> joe was the joe's the new guy, the new guy. tempo left in 2000 2000 at the, the start of the millennium and joe's the new guy basically he's only been in it for 17 years and did he bring the name no, um, we were we were getting ready. Our first CD was done in 1997, and Mike Tempo went to a fancy party in Westwood, and a lawyer said, if you call the band Pink Floyd the Barber, Pink Floyd's going to bury you. So we scrambled for a new name. And Double Out Spy Car comes from an episode of the Beverly Hillbillies where Jethro wants to be 007, and... He converts their truck into a, a spy car. It had an oil squirter. <laughs> it was to get girls, right? He was always doing something to get girls. It's always about girls with Jethro. You I know, remember I think... one time he asked uh, Jed, Uncle Jed, and Jed says, well, you, you got to get in front. I used to go in front of the post office and whittle. <laughs> so he's like, no, fucking Hollywood Boulevard trying to get the big, you know, nine-inch curlers. <laughs> Yeah, something else. He tried to get in a band, too. He thought that was a way to get girls. Yep. And he also became a pro movie producer and called everyone Baby. Uh, he got on a rocket 
and actually uh, they thought he was an alien. And when he landed in the ocean, the first his first words were, "Where's all the moon women?" <laughs> you know okay. a lot about this show. So so let, let so so bone daddies. That was a thriving thing all during eighties nineties. There's a little yeah, bit of was... part where you're Pink Floyd the barber. What was the first uh, double knot spy car gig? With Joe, with me, did it uh, maybe Knitting Factory? Is that possible? You mean the West Hollywood, the Shitting Factory? Yeah, yeah. We used to we used to open for you guys. It was, it was really fun. That was a great venue. You, you dug it, huh? Yeah, Man, I got a sterile fucking thing off that pad. But uh, you know, but, I'm grateful yeah, for any gig. I don't I don't want to sound ungrateful. I'm sorry. Good bands though. Yeah, but wasn't there a weird vibe? And then the people booking it too, Liz and. You know, Bruce was there, a, a good people. There was just something about that pad. Maybe it being, room. being inside a mall and yeah. that yeah. bunk well, shit with worked. the parking in the back, you know. Yeah, it was a weird building. It sucked. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so do you remember that? Uh, sort of. Okay. We're sort of creating an amalgamated memory because none of us have a very good memory. Okay, so. that's all right. That's all right. If, when you joined the band, though, did you learn material? Or did you help write material right at the beginning there, Joe? Well, no, I, I learned, um, I learned you know, as much as I could of the existing material, like which is set. quite a lot. And um, so it, I had been in the band for, you know, I don't know, maybe six months or so. And then I we probably started to write together because the band does write a lot of, a lot of stuff is, is sort of a joint effort. Uh, everybody throws in ideas and we piece together the end result. And uh, so, but at the beginning, I mean, they already had a, a lot of great material. Yeah, probably a set worth, it. right? So you could yeah. play gigs. Yeah. And uh, to this day though, I still don't know. Like if you say the name of a tune, some of the tunes I have to I have to be refreshed on well, which tune is that because there's no lyrics and um, some of the song titles just it's like I don't put them together with the sound of the music you know what I mean so so what helps so, you re what helps you remember some kind of technique like uh, Jimmy Cagney gangster slaps <laughs> yeah. no the bass player tells him yeah I just look over at Mark and some go, fun, kind, some kind of flying ninja kick to the side of the head or <laughs> Yeah, well, there's uh, there's certain things, there's certain tunes like there's one called um, now I don't even remember the name of it, but it starts out where I count it off instead of one two three four I just do two grunts. Ah, it starts off. Uh, so it's uh, a grunt tune, and yeah. that counts the tune in. So if I forget, I, I, if I if it's like I think that's the tune, I'll just say to Mark, "Is that the two grunts?" And it's like, yeah. So we're, we're going to play peaches and herb, herbs here for, uh, from the new record.
Time has not slipped me a hold and left me settling down, stagnant and elegant, where the daylight shines on half-buried walls, on the city's misused edges, where orange highway barrels fade, gradually lessening their message. Slowly I rise from the darkness that always plucks the underside of a freeway overpass, past old political signs and the five-minute propaganda newspaper, past faded signs painted long ago on buildings. Gently I angle into my destination, racing patiently with the sun. I spread off to the, toward the evening, meeting every night's goal. I may think I am alone, unable to affect the planet, but time has a spell for me and draws me in, showing me what I have done, even after all the agony of sitting alone, waiting for something to happen, looking for my results. Yes, time has not lost me. I feel an urgency now, hemmed in by frustration, breathing new ideas, as easy as the dew dries, thinking of something to say to someone, so torpor, hard, and dusty, can be refreshed the way I fall, I fall out of misery, forward into time. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, August by Kate.
Watch for Pedro Show. We heard uh, Peaches, Sands, Herbs, Double Knot, Spy Car, then Somewhere Far Away from Tenko, Tokyo. Automatic Sam out of Holland with Ukyo. And uh, Time Has Not Forgotten Me Forgotten Me by Joe Brewer, Jack Brewer's cousin out of Madison, Wisconsin. Guy by Voices. Not the new album anymore because he just made a 101st one. <laughs> You believe this guy's made a hundred albums? This was a double one. Yeah, uh, Bob Pollard, incredible cat man. Five A on the inside, and finally, Hair Suit by Double Knot Spy Car. Now, this album, Foom Moof, not Foom. Sorry, Vince. Uh, Bless you. Uh, no, I was just confused, uh, but thanks for the blessing anyway. Uh, what's the concept? This is a different record for you guys. Yeah, it's basically a guest record. It's we invited all uh, different people to play with us, and even uh, kind of composing, right? Because it's it's made out of improvising and jams. Absolutely, some of the songs are jams, and some of them were actually, you know, we sat around through ideas, regular uh, technique until this song's done. You know, well. How I know it is from my experience because I think I'm on three tunes. Or you two are. Tunes. Yeah, yeah. And then also you say maybe a, a bonus track. Well, there's two that on on the record, and then the bonus that's track. what it is. That's what it is. And I think I'm on uh, the the bolero one, right? That's yeah. the bonus one. Yeah, the unravel unraveled bolero. <laughs> unraveled bolero. Yeah, right. And then there was a couple others where I. I I'm, I recognize, and I, and I came up. Uh, was it Echo Park or Silver Lake? It was sweaty, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's where we are now at my studio. Okay, yeah, I really dug that experience. You guys were so kind to me, and it was a uh, you know a pants shooter for me, of course, because I didn't want to let you down. But you, you <laughs> guys right. were uh, very welcome and, and uh, brought me in. And I'm, I'm wondering, was that kind of approach used with the other guests? Well, yours was somewhat unique in that. We set up and you started a bass line, and I don't think we stopped playing for three hours. Yeah, that's what so I remember. It, so it was one long musical journey, and it was really great. And we, But it changed so much over the time that we managed to chop it up into three very different songs. So uh, that was a kind of unique approach that okay. we didn't do with the other guests. The other guys, you had more like some structure, and they came in through in some parts. Well, we yeah. would jam. We would jam. Someone would do something cool, and that would kind of become the hook. It was, you know, it, it started with improv. I don't really know because that's why I'm asking you. Well, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, uh, that last song, like "Standing Water," yeah, with Woody Oplin out, that was done the same way as with you. It was a jam. Okay, Woody. And that's what's on the record. Woody, a student of Nels Klein, you know, uh, in the School of Improv. I have big respect for Woody. Yeah, he's yeah. Great. He's great. Yeah. So he kind of jammed like I did. So his experience was kind of like mine. But yeah, for example, yeah, what about the Vince uh, Moroni stuff? Well, that was added. Uh, the horns were off of it after the fact. There, there's not very much of thing where, where uh, someone overdubs. Most of it's done in the room. All together, yeah. But uh, that's a case where Vince and the Carlos Alvidrez overdubbed horns. Yeah, Carlos, he did great too. Yeah, man. And so um, that just sort of put the finishing touches on that tune. Great. 
Uh, we're at yeah. the end of the second hour, August 23rd, 2017, Dishawa for Show. Hold tight for hour three. August 23rd, 2017, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
For Pedro Show, start off the third hour with Unravel Bolero, a special bonus track from the Double Knot Spy Car album. Foom, no, move. Mm. <laughs> I can't get it out. I can picture that kick drum head <laughs> of mm. Maroney's. Okay, sorry. 
Sorry about that. Uh, then we heard FGH with uh, Syncope, Chinatown from the, uh, the Mailman. Yeah, the Hamburg and uh, those guys, Zagreb, uh, Space Pony out of Ravenna on my head. And finally, Chato Ghetto from Starwalk. With Starwalk. And they're from the west side there. Chris Candy. Good cats. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it must have been a little bit of editing. you, Because you, if mine was a few hours, I mean, there was a lot of hours of stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of editing. So how was that done between the four of you? Uh, was it a, a dream by committee kind of thing? Uh, partly. <laughs> I started it, and Paul worked on it a little, and then we all got together and argued about it. There was a lot of arguing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or finagling, or a dickering, or... Bargaining. Yeah, bargaining. Bargaining, that's it. I'll let you yeah, have this. Mark, if you Mark can... basically would, would start the, the edit process, and then, and then we'd all throw in ideas. Because okay. somebody do it their own. It's, you can't really start with three hours. Uh, we got dropouts, Joe. I can't hear what you're oh, saying. Okay. Just saying that somebody has to start the, the edit process if you have like a three-hour batch of music. Yeah. Uh, someone needs to call that down some reasonable length. And then we jump in our idea. Uh, what about song titles? How did that happen? Uh, that, that was... Hard as as hard, if not harder, than making the music and edit. Um, <laughs> we we have a long list of titles, and um, we went through them. Uh, and we just I don't know why in this particular we weren't finding anything that we weren't finding anything that was matching the mood of the song. So we asked a lot of the people uh, that were on it to contribute ideas, and um, actually Nels had a, a really nice little list of tunes. Uh, of titles. He's, yeah, he's a good song namer. I did a project yeah. with him called uh, Big Walnuts Yonder, and he came up with Sponge Bath. That's a good. <laughs> that's really good. We would we would have grabbed that one if you hadn't. Yeah. <clears throat> but Nels actually. Uh, so we we titled the the tune that Nels is on Tale of the Comet. That was his own um, idea. Ah. He just threw that out there. Okay. But he also, uh, in his list, was MOOF, M-O-O-F. Okay. And so we thought, we were at a total loss for, the, like, what do we call the whole the whole thing? And we grabbed that one because it it's evocative, but it does, you don't know what it means. It doesn't. Well, you, you know where I hear MOOF? You know where I first yeah. heard MOOF? There used to be well, a, a Mac, I don't know, meme of a two-headed cow. Two cow, and that's what it would say. It would say "moof." Moof, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. In fact, well, it might be it's, its fucking name. I don't know. Two cows. There <laughs> used to be a Mac. We're we're talking eighties, you know. Right. Oldie oldie time. It that's was, funny. Uh, it was a two headed cow. Interesting. Well, we could have used that for the cover image, but we didn't know. Yeah. But yeah, so Nels Nels uh, contributed. You know, at least a couple of titles, um, and yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> we we threw out. We had a lot of back and forth emails about song titles, a lot. Okay, we're gonna play uh, "Tale of the Comet," which is Nell's client.
Watch for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Tale of the Common, that's Nels Klein with Double Knot Spy Car. Uh, and then uh, Antonio Ramirez, Marco Sorato, Maria Diaz with uh, Panetta Savella, Criminal Luminosity, they're out of Barcelona. Uh, Double Knot Spy Car, Criminal Luminosity, who's on that one? That's Elvis Kuhn from the group Fiddler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, young, yeah, younger, yeah. Young, younger, blazing young dude. Yeah. In fact, a lot of crazy young guys in that. Band. Well, three, three, three. Yeah, they're great. They're I, the Fiddler's fantastic. What a name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's great. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, you? Know? <laughs> and then uh, up all night, Vistain, uh, Shinobi Ninja, but bending spoons, a Bronx, the Osaka Bronx with three X's. Poser number one, and finally, the rhymes of chimney, double knot spike. <laughs> Is that like the bells of Rimney? Yep, exactly. Yeah, okay. you got it. <laughs> so we are kind of the same age. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I dare young people to guess that title reference. <laughs> so and who's on that? That's Chris Lawrence, who's a yeah, very talented yeah. multi-instrumentalist. He does a lot of country stuff, but sure. uh, he can get pretty out there if he wants to. And, yeah, and that, yeah, he brought in his 12-string, and it just, it's going to sound like the birds a little bit. So, uh, no, yeah. it's, a bitch in, it's a bitch in tune. But I, I, well, thank you. I, I thought there was a ref there. I, went, yep. I was just gambling. I was rolling the dice. But Okay, what's the next plan? You got a gig, a release thing coming up? Yeah, we're playing it Tex. On Saturday, September 2nd That's at 9 o'clock. That's TAIX, people. Yep. Yeah, on uh, Sunset Boulevard. Yes, sir. And, and when? September? 2nd. 2. Yep. 2. Okay. And so uh, people go there and support them. Uh, what, what, what other plans you got? For, for, uh, you taking this on some kind of like Paul McCartney and Wings world tour we're, thing? We're going to gig till the money runs out. Okay. But you are going to take it on the road. We would like to, yeah. Um, we got Stu. Stu has always been threatening to bring us to New York, and we just have to uh, follow through on that. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing a. Well, we have a few other local shows coming. And then up you too. could probably play somewhere in between. Maybe. maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. We we have a big following in Arkansas. What part? I'm not even joking. No, what part? What part of it? Where are they from? I'm not sure. In the middle, oh. Little Rock. Little Rock. You know, actually, yeah. my pops people was from the Texas, Canada. <laughs> yeah, that's the west side, right? <laughs> and also, the college is on the west in Fayetteville. My pops people were from. Oh, Pearl. Fayetteville. Yeah, yeah that's where that's where they're from. Razorbacks. Yeah, that's the college town. That's yeah. in the Ozarks. It's very pretty. I've heard it's beautiful. Yeah, it's back, pretty yeah. righteous there. And then those hills actually go into Missouri. In Springfield, and that's where uh, Charlie Hayden is actually from. Oh uh, yeah, right, over the right. border, but not not too far away. So, <clears> and uh, I, I got to play with Tav Falco. And Johnny uh, Johnny Cash comes out. Arca- you know, there's nothing wrong with having fans here. <laughs> it's good. No, to not play. Uh, I think it means down the river, Arkansas. And Illinois meant up the river. And there's a part uh, not too far from. Uh, Little rock that called Hot Springs, where you weren't allowed to uh, fight, and then uh, mobsters later on. Even they had something called Bathhouse Row, and n- nobody could shoot anybody while you're there. You know, it's a little 
uh, calm zone. So I hope you guys get to play through there and uh, get to New York and play all over. Uh, I want to come see uh, you guys do this material. It is, of course, going to be reinterpreted without the guests and, and with the core group. But uh, Yeah, uh, for the show on, on the 2nd, uh, September 2nd, we're, we're actually going to have a few guests come in. Um, Sylvia Juncosa is going to come in. Uh, Joe Biza. Yeah, Joe Biza. Uh, I get probably, to play with him Sunday. Oh, cool, yeah. Joe is amazing. So uh, probably four, at least like four or five of, of the local guests are going to oh, come so in and do their, gig, do their song. So September 2nd, it takes on Sunset Boulevard yep. up in the east part of Hollywood. So yeah. back. please go to that. Uh, it's I, free. Again, oh, no it's, cover charge. Oh, the, yeah, that's great, too. Uh, Can't beat uh, it. Of you guys, uh, Joe, Mark, Paul, I want to thank you so much for having me aboard to be part of this project. I want to thank you also for being on the show. And uh, Well, uh, we can't thank you enough for, for both of that. I mean, it's great to have you on the on the record. And thanks for having us on this, on yeah. this uh, podcast. And promise me when you – I know you're going to make some new Double Knot Car Spy, <laughs> fucked up what, <laughs> can't talk right, music. And when that happens – uh, please, let's uh, do another show and talk about it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, okay it's been the August 23rd, 2017 edition of Waffle Show. Special guest, Double Knot Spy Car. Their new album, Moof. Moof. Good people, keep your powder dry. <laughs> <laughs>